Here it is. Okay. Got it. it says recording in progress. So, okay, good. And I'm good at editing. So if we say anything that sounds weird, which would be me, not you, probably. We're all good. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> all right. The odd swear word might come out here and then. <laughs> I blame my dad. <laughs> well, Natalie, thanks for joining me. How are you doing today? Good, good. Good and you. Yeah, it's really good to have you with me. I've been checking out the work you do, and I'm so glad that we connected because I'm sorry to say I was not aware of you or the work you do until our recent connection a few weeks ago. And now I'm I'm one of your stalkers now on Instagram and everywhere. And, you know, you post great information. The thing is, is like I'm always I know that I know a lot. But I also know that every day I seek to learn more because I know I'll never be able to stop learning. I have to learn and learn and learn because there's so much to know. We can always get better at what we do. And you've like added to my plate now. Thank you very much. <laughs> so thank well, you I'm for hoping. joining me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining me. Tell us, what do you do? What are you doing? Um, what's your business? And just tell us about it because your work is amazing. Brilliant. And I'm so glad you've obviously come across us because I think not only you will learn, but you'll be able to put this in a toolbox for your, your clients, which I think is going to be, you know, way more powerful. Absolutely. So I do something, well, simply put, I fix bodies. So that's kind of, we use it as a tagline. We fix bodies. It's more of a structural approach. Um, we fix posture because a lot of, there's a lot of, untrue things that people believe about their posture in terms of okay I must sit up straight put my shoulders down and back tuck my chin in if you're having to think about your posture you've already lost it yeah our, our bones and our frame are designed to keep us upright have us breathing have us looking around obviously to protect ourselves so when you stack the posture when you stack the vertebrae which are the little bones in the spine up in the correct way we just stand we don't have to think about using muscles or you know breathing in a certain way or anything like that so it's really just going back to basics of restoring the natural curvature to the spine mm -hmm. yep but we do it carl in a really specific way so you know i i studied chiropractic uh qualified 2005 and i did a technique which I obviously at the time thought was great, uh, diversified, which is very pain-based. So people come to me in pain. Mm -hmm. And I stumbled across this ABC, so Advanced Biostructural Correction. It's quite a mouthful. Mm -hmm. Stumbled across this by having an adjustment myself. And I was like absolutely shocked because as a chiropractor, and I've been qualified then for seven, eight years, to be, to be aligned in one appointment and feel something I've never felt in my entire career, even my six years of studies, it, sh it, it actually bowled me over. I was like, I've really got to look into this. So that's what got me into it because I was breathing differently, standing differently, acting differently after one appointment. And it was just, it was, yeah. So that was me. That was me hooked, line and sinker. And now it's, you know, 10 years down the line of doing ABC and, you know, instead of, having sort of miracles happen in your office once in a blue moon, these things come around almost weekly, almost weekly. So it's great. I love it. So I have this ABC advanced biostructural correction as my yes. very first question. And uh, so Mike, basically, can you describe what this is? Because I, I'm so, dying to know. Very simply put, 
we fix things in your body that you can't fix so you can fix yourself. Okay. And that, by definition, in the spine, if you're just talking specifically about the spine. So the vertebrae make up the spine. They're like the building blocks, like Lego pieces. Mm -hmm. And we have muscles attached, as you know, and probably most of your listeners, we have muscles attached in the spine, tiny, tiny, tiny little muscles, so that if you fell asleep on the couch, you don't have to call your partner, your friend, your your son to come and help you get up off the couch and straighten up. We have the yeah. ability to correct ourselves. We don't call have the ability to correct ourselves when one of those vertebrae has been pushed in an anterior, so that means front mm -hmm. direction. We don't have any muscles attached behind us that can pull one back on the other. Oh, sure. Yeah. So now a lot sense. of people say, well, you know, in the gym or yoga, I can, I can I definitely improve my posture. You can activate muscles and you can you can strengthen your back chain, you can strengthen your front chain, you can do all sorts of things, but that's an aesthetic, that's a look. Sure. That's a muscular thing. From a structure perspective, when these bones go forward, and it doesn't have to be from big traumas like car accidents or rugby tackles or you know, falls and and you know, traumas, it can be everyday habits of how we sit, what we sit on, how we sleep, what we sleep on, what pillow height we have. You know, what car we drive, depending on how many hours we're in there. Mm -hmm. So these bones go forward. Your body can't fix them. So instead of, because it can't fix them, instead of falling over, you don't see people on the street falling over. Your body compensates for this by twisting you around and back up. And the twist is usually in another place. Uh, so yeah. from my perspective, if people come and see me, Excuse me. If, if they've got knee injuries, you know, ankle problems, shoulder issues, jaw issues, even stuff in the cranium, I will think, right, that is where your body is twisting up to compensate for something in your spine that is stuck forward. So I'm going to look in the spine, see where the problem is. We fix that and your body will unlock and unwind because it won't need the twist or the compensation anymore to be upright. Totally fascinating. You know, there's an old saying that I heard. I learned it from Dr. Perry Nicholson. Do you know Perry? Stop chasing pain. Oh, I have to introduce him to you. He's amazing. You'll love him. He'll love you. And I think it came from Ida Ralph. It says, pain is where it ain't. In other words, exactly. where you feel it is, you feel it there and there is pain there. But where it started from, you may have to follow that back a ways. That could go a few pain points back to the origin. So I can see like, well, what you're talking about here, well, we're, we're so... Everything is connected to everything else, right? Absolutely. Could you give us could you give us uh like an example, a common example of what you see as let's say uh an issue, an issue somebody comes in with, like I have oh, is it low back pain, is it shoulder pain, knee pain, hip, whatever it is. What's a common example on like how you might address it? Okay. Um, I think before I get into that, just going back to your the body's one synchronous unit. Mm -hmm. You you can't be isolating and working on an injury. Just like if people want to lose weight, they can't spot spot lose. You can't go, right, I want to lose on my bum, so I'm going to focus on – it just doesn't happen. It's one synchronous yeah. unit. Yeah, so right. that's, that's how we work. Um, so for me, if an example. So say somebody comes in and they say, okay, I've got, I've got headaches. Um, I've got neck pain, you know, on one side, I've got, you know, my, my trapezius, so the, the top of your, your shoulder here is, is tight, can't focus, can't sleep with it, tossing and turning in bed. When I look at the structure, you know, I'm looking at the whole body, front, back, and side. We take postural digital pictures and things like that. We're not, we're not x-raying unless, obviously, we, there's a recommendation to. Mm -hmm. 
but um, we look for the head position of the posture. So is the head forward? Mm -hmm. We look for are the shoulders rolled forward. Sometimes the shoulders aren't rolled forward. Sometimes people are compensating the other way and the shoulders are pinned right back. That's a mm -hmm. lot of effort as well. We look for what we call fold points. So if somebody breathes in, so the listeners right now, if you take a, if you're sitting in your car, whatever you're doing, just take a deep breath in, and as you breathe out, let your body slump. Now the slump points and the places that you fold at, particularly over just underneath the pecs or underneath the breasts, that's where you have a bone that is stuck forward. So I look for these fold points. I look for how big and open and easy it is for someone to breathe. Are the ribs moving? Mm. Uh, we have a look at the lower back, see if there's a hollow in the back, you know, so people are more sway back kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, I, I don't, I haven't had one person come into my office looking the same, which is sure. what really helps with, you know, my, my work is so different every day. It's, it's amazing. I'm sure you experience the same yeah, thing. Oh, you know, I actually, even if it's the same person coming once, twice a week, three times. Every day, especially in the movement disorder world that I'm, I'm very involved with Parkinson's and other things, every day is different for all of us. We can feel completely different today than we do Thursday morning, let's say this week or, or Friday morning. And, and maybe we have pain in a different place that day. But yes, it keeps us. That's one thing I love about this business is it never gets boring. <laughs> and we're always well, challenging our brain, always challenging ourselves to analyze what's going on and try to help fix it. Every day is a school day. <laughs> That's a good one. I love that. <laughs> I've written that one down. I'm going to steal that one and put it up here on the wall. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yes. Uh, something deeper, I suppose, than what I'm speaking about, and probably what sets us aside, mainly from other mainstream chiropractors, osteopaths, or you know, posture expert practitioners, we work with something called the meninges, which I know you'll be familiar with. So, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, I see the meninges and I envision it as like a, a skin covers the brain, covers the spinal cord. It's got three layers to it, which are usually really yeah. loose. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has had their life where there's instances where bones have gone forward because they haven't been aware of posture and things that might be doing that. So you have this bone that's stuck forward, you can't fix it. And as a result, your body's twisted up. Now that's happened multiple times. So now you're in a pattern. Now your body's in a pattern and it's using a twisted body that wears us out. So the meninges, they are not so loose anymore and they get caught up. It's almost from a, like a friction-based force. And you get these, what we call meningeal scars or adhesions. So you can see them on cadavers. It's easier to see on a cadaver. It's not so easy to see on, you know, obviously a human body. Uh, MRIs, some, sometimes MRIs can show us a bit more than an X-ray would, um, of course. But what these meninges do, these adhesions, is they hold you, they lock you into a place which is protecting you in a way because it's stabilizing you. But it's also locking these bones into a position that it sh they shouldn't be in. So one, your range of motion goes off. And then two, the meningeal tension, the, the extra meningeal tension can now create things like, you know, you've got your brain fogs and, you know, the, the uh, brain stem is under tension. So suddenly breathing rates, blood pressure balance is off, you know, digestion can be off, sleep patterns are off. And it's, it's not to do, yes, it's structural, but it's more a meningeal cause. So what we do is we do some weird stretches. And I'm going to say that again, we do some weird stretches because the stretches are not for muscles or joints. 
or mm-hmm. for you know for anything like that they are for these meningeal scars or meningeal adhesions yeah so we do stretches and then the second part of any treatment is then looking for and testing we've got a very specific way that we test for and find out which of the bones in your spine is stuck forward we only fix those Okay. We only fix those. And then we also work down into the legs and feet and the arches of the feet because those are maintained by bones. And we, we do some endonasal, which is actually work through the nose with a small balloon because the sphenoid oh. bone is is like the base. It's pretty, it's such an important part of your, of your skull. It's, yeah. you know, the brain sits on there as well. So we, we make changes to the position of the sphenoid by using this little balloon and what that does is it allows us to carry on unlocking because some people will get stuck and we won't be able to keep unwinding and correcting their bodies if something is obviously holding them in place from the top. So it's like a puppet okay. string. Yeah, that's – see, okay, I have a question. I have a lot of questions, uh, but I'll make a comment first. First of all, one of them is I heard a long time ago, I think it might have been Perry Nicholson said, and a lot of people have said this, we take the shape of our environment. So if I sit all the time – I tend to take that, that posture, that pattern. If I'm like this all the time, you know, and on my phone all the time, I get the forward neck or, you know, you know, the spinal flexion. Um, our, our, we have a gentleman who comes in with, uh, we see quite a little, I'm sure you see a lot of scoliosis, you know, various yeah. forms, various shapes, the S curve, C curve and different, but I, I, I find it interesting that this lifetime of repetitive movement in the industry that he was in is likely what caused that because of how he always had to lean to the right and up like this. So now we have this scoliosis. He has a small S curve from the bottom of the thoracic to down to the sciatic where that's, you know, so that's a comment, but now there's a question attached with this. I'm just curious. One thing that I, um, I I explain to people is, and correct me, please, if I'm wrong, because I don't want to misinform anybody, but on our thoracic region, we have bones, we have ribs coming in for support to help support us. We have muscles, ribs, and this and that. And then down in the S, you know, we've got the, the hip joint, the hip bone down there, but in the lumbar pretty much just muscle and it seems like a very vulnerable point for a lot of us which maybe would this be a lot of the reason for scoli especially in uh, lumbar region or maybe low back pain because it's just weak maybe weak core and i'm curious to know what you think about the lumbar region in particular is it more vulnerable generally speaking so I would challenge that just if I'm looking through the lens of ABC only, Carl, I would challenge that theory because with somebody who might be twisted to the side, that is actually a much better position because the body can fix things that are twisted, tilted, rotated, you know, even things that it can't fix something that is in an anterior position. So that, Okay. Yeah, this is new to so, me, and this is really, really interesting. Yeah. So then, person who has a scoliosis, in our mind as a definition for us, is that in their spine, over time, bones have gone forward and the body is compensated. But a scoliosis is a double compensation. It's a compensation on a compensation. So there's mm-hmm. even more torsion, twisting, tilting. All the angles can be different in all different places, and usually in an S-bend or C-curve, like you said. For us, though, 
um, and it's it's not known. We can change scoliosis. We can shift it. Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting is that I've worked with, uh, remember a girl, a little girl that I worked with, a young girl, and the parents were considering surgery. And we said, look, let's let's do some really intense work. Let's see how far we get. And we managed to change her, I think it was like a 10 degree, 8 to 10 degree drop in her, in her scoliosis in one angle. In the other angle, it got slightly worse. And I put that in inverted commas because when we looked at her from the side, she was more upright. So she had more space to breathe. She had better digestion. She mm-hmm. could stand easier, things like that. But from an x-ray that was taken A to P, there was actually an angle that looked worse, but it wasn't worse. It was just untwisting. So one part had corrected and the other part hadn't yet. So you've got to imagine okay. like a three-dimensional untwisting that happens with these people. That's amazing. So Scoli can also go anterior, right? So if, if it doesn't have to be lateral. It can yeah. be like if I'm drawing a, a spine, let's say the body's this way, it couldn't be going like this, right? And then would that be considered, do you, are you checking for, you know what, let me go back and start over. Mm-hmm. It can go that way, but regardless of scoli or not, you're going to be checking these discs, right? You're going to, and so you do this through imaging. Is that the first process? So we, we obviously, we did the examination, so we'll look at the spine, you know, mm-hmm. testing orthopedic neurological tests, you know, the mm-hmm. whole bank sheet and then medical history comprehensive and then we take postural pictures so if you have a look on our instagram i put a lot of before and afters because you will see how long i've worked for someone for instance and you can see how their kyphosis lordosis everything is shifting so they're not hunched anymore um you know and there's is there's a few scoliotic clients i've put on there where you can see the shifts so from the side, you can see them more upright, but then from the front, you might see them a little more twisted over to one side. And then people say, oh, but I'm more twisted now. And I'll say, yeah, you're more twisted, but you're actually unwinding. So everything's improving with regards to your tension and your function and your performance. But you do look from the front a little more twisted, but your anterior, posterior, there's been a big change. So it just takes time. Yeah, this is, I'm just pulling up the Instagram right now. Um see if I can show you a specific one. I've put a lot of reels, so there's a lot of, there's a yeah. lot of things to get through there. I'll see if I can. Uh, that's where I've been following most of your things, and I'm uh, just, why am I not finding you? I'm typing wrong. Spiro Health. Okay, here you are. All right, so. If you click on results, at... there's a lot of results there, um, but then if you just go through, so scoliosis can be changed. It's probably like the third picture in there of results um, in my results tab. Oh, okay, okay, results. Here we go. Results and um, folks, if you're listening instead of watching, we're oh wow, yeah, look at this. Yes, yeah, so that's Paula. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't mind me talking about her. She's everybody's released their, look at <laughs> their that. pictures look at for that. us. <laughs> So that's yeah, that's a tricky one for the scoliosis to see because the lighting isn't great. But I mean, that's considerable changes. Oh yeah, these changes are, and and I mean, how quick are these changes happening? Well, this is the thing, and and you know, it depends on the person's body. Sometimes I can do weeks worth, and people are just 
changing like crazy. But then if someone is really twisted up, I mean, I've got an eight-year-old girl I'm seeing at the moment, and probably from birth, she has been dealing with these bones that are stuck forward and her body's been compensating. So she has what we call a shelf. She's already got, you know, like when someone's really hunched over and kyphotic and she's she's eight. So like you said, oh. it's down to using her phone and her iPad, her parents, that's, that's all they give her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's rough, man. So, yeah, I have I have a number of questions here. But let let's go through if you don't mind. Can we go through a process of we come in, somebody comes in, they're you're doing imaging, you're doing all the things you do, taking intake, you know, information, medical history, and all this stuff. Um, what what are we doing? How are you addressing the anterior discs? And how would you fix? I'm really fascinated to know. I have no doubt. I know you're doing this. This is not a question of if you are. I want to know if you're willing to share a little bit about how can you take a specific disc and work on the muscles around that or the meninges? Because I'm so fascinated with this. So it's a, it's not the disc we work on. It's the vertebral body. Okay. So we're working on the vertebral body, not the discs. And we use a specific test to help us figure out exactly which of the bones in your spine are stuck forward. So once we know which of the bones are stuck forward, we then do all of our work up against the wall. So nobody takes any clothes off. It's all up against the wall, um, you know, because obviously that's where we're standing and breathing. So it makes sense. And then we do some gentle work on the bed as well. And it's all about leverage, Carl. So if a bone is stuck forward, my hand position is slightly underneath the bone underneath, which is usually stable. And we are then correcting very gently. We don't work against the spine. We work with the spine. I learned that a long time ago. If you're going to push, <laughs> the body's going to push back in some way. So we work with the spine. Uh, we, we work on correcting these anterior bones. The meninges are a little different because they, they've got attachments up in the skull, like mm -hmm. in the skull and in the mastoid, like mastoid area. And then obviously right down and they anchored into like S2, somewhere on the sacrum. Mm -hmm. So when we're doing stretches, You've got to think of the canal, the spinal canal. You've got anterior, posterior, and lateral sides, really. So our stretches are anterior, posterior, and lateral. And we we anchor in one part. Can you, I'm we... really, really sorry. Uh, I just had an ADD moment. Can you <laughs> okay. go back one second? Our stretches are anterior, post, posterior, and lateral? So anterior, lateral? posterior, and lateral, yeah. So if okay, you think of the right. canal, front, back, and side. Yeah, so front, okay. back, and side. Mm -hmm. So on a particular day, we test the person to figure out if they have any of these meningeal scars on that particular day. Because as they're unwinding, you're going to have different things show up on different days. All right. So we do, we, we, we stretch out side stretch, front stretch, back stretch. And like I said, emphasis on weird. <laughs> very, very weird. But I mean, I, I see 90-year-olds. I see newborns, I see teenagers. So, you know, you can tailor make these things. Um, you know, this oh, there's such brilliant research. I'll mention it. It's um, Rancho Bernardo, Bernardo, the Ranch Bernardo study. Okay. So what they, what they, what they came up with, they did a study on, I think about 4,000 people in an old age home. And what they figured out is that the more kyphotic you are and the less, 
likely that you can lie on your back flat with your head on a flat bench. Yeah, your sure. mortality rates, mortality rates go up. So you you basically, you know, you, your, your longevity, how long you live, your life expectancy is very closely related to what is happening at the top of your spine. Gosh, see, this is the this is the gravy right here. This is like the what do they call this? The silver lining of information. One of the pieces of silver lining because we're finding we I don't know who we are. I'm just saying what I'm finding through listening to and learning from experts like yourself is mortality, a lifespan, health span, longevity, quality of life is so closely connected to all many, many different things. And now I just learned a new thing. I did not know about this, but it totally makes sense. If you can't lay down on your back, put your head on a, not a thick pillow, maybe just even just down on the bed, which sometimes I find to be a problem, but um, I'm working on it. It, If you're crunched forward like that, if you're kyphotic, it seems like, things won't work as well inside, right? Your internal organs probably aren't well, working as functionally. And I had no idea it had to do a life expectancy, but wow, yeah. this is an aha moment but for me. All of the research or the, the main, I should say that, yeah, the ABC is based on. So if you want to go and geek out and look at some stuff, there was a, a gentleman called Alf Brigg. Now, what he saw is that when you go from standing to sitting, so when you when you are, is it standing to sitting or it's it's flexing? So when you're flexing the head down, you're flexing your body, the spinal cord is stretched by an extra three centimeters. So if that's, you are that's if actually you are, quite a bit. <clears throat> it's huge. So mm -hmm. if you are slowly but surely getting more and more hunched over, more and more round, more and more kyphotic. That's putting more and more tension on your spinal cord, which is then why obviously it'll affect how long you live because, you know, your, your, your nervous system controls everything in your life. So his name is Elf Briggs. So he figured that out. And what he did with these people who had some very hard neurological sound uh, symptoms is he, he stuck them back. So he screwed two screws in the skull and then a ribbon through like the, <laughs> top the thoracics. And wow. he pulled these people into extensions. Now they were living like this. But when they went into extension, their symptoms went away. So he helped them with the symptoms. But now, now you can't live your life stuck in extension for the rest of your life. No. Um, then there was another, another guy called Yamada. I think he was Japanese. And he figured out that if you release the tension of... So, you know, the spinal cord ends at like L1, L2. Mm -hmm. And then there's the quarter which is the like the um, the nerve roots just at the bottom. So he figured out that these meningeal, this meningeal stuff that I've speak, spoken about could develop as far down as that. So what oh. he did with surgery is he snipped the meningeal scars and tension that was there. So when he did that, people obviously, again, they improved. Things like, you know, foot, foot uh, shape and restored. So arches in their feet restored and all sorts of things changed after he snipped those things. So from an ABC perspective, we deal with both of those without having to do surgery and without having to stuck, stick you back into extension because we release the pressure and we stretch out these meningeal scars with these stretches that we do. And then the second thing we do is obviously work on the structure. So we'll, it's very Excuse likely me. that somebody who can't get their head back on a flat surface when they're lying down 
after they've spent a couple of months with us, they will be able to do that. It's amazing. That's beautiful. Cause that's, you know, that's a problem for so many people. And actually I'm one of them a little bit and I've had to work on it because I don't want to lose that ability because it's painful sometimes to lay down and put the head on right on the floor or whatever. You but see, then you also, you, as you're trying to do it, you're going into extension. So it's like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. Um, and it doesn't seem like it should be that way. I don't like how it feels because my air supply is different that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It doesn't feel good. Um, can we go back for a minute? Unless if there's something you want to say now, go no, for it. No, I just it. wanted to say, I'm going to put you in touch with someone in New York that does ABC so you can experience it yourself. And then we can talk after that. <laughs> okay, good. I, please do. Yeah. Please. Okay. I want to go back to when we first started talking. You mentioned something about twisting. Can we talk more about the twisting aspect of, let's say, a dysfunction? And, and then okay. maybe the body how it twists and then how we on like how do we untwist okay so twisting is probably the simplest term for compensation so when these bones go forward from you know repetitive actions that we do as i've mentioned before you know our sitting habits our sleeping habits the shoes we wear the cars we drive bones go forward body can't fix them so we compensate or twist up now the twisting doesn't only happen in that area the whole body will do it Mm -hmm. And when somebody presents with an injury, like, oh, my ankle suddenly blows up and swollen and my knees clicking and locking now and I can't use my left leg properly. In my head, I'm like, right, your major biomechanical twist at the moment is in your leg. And now you're walking, obviously, on your leg, so you're creating problems for yourself. And the diagnosis could be anything, Carl. It could be ligament problems. It could be your meniscus, your, your cartilage is a problem. So you go to the doctor and you get everything checked in your ankles and it's all tendonitis and it's all swollen. And, you know, that's fine. But from our perspective, we're like, right, let's fix the cause. So we go back to the spine, we figure out what's stuck forward. We have numerous sessions with someone where we can do either these meningeal stretches and the structural work. So when the body's now going, okay, so the bones that were stuck forward are now fixed up, I don't need to be so twisted anymore. I don't need this compensation. So I'm going to let go of it. So it lets go of the compensation. And then the ankle gets better, the knee gets better, the, you know, things get better. And then that's what we do. And that, the body unwinds itself. That's I, su I suppose I'm, the, the only reason I'm being quiet now is because I'm trying to process this all in my head because it's the coolest stuff in the world. It's it is really so cool. You just yeah. literally see it in front of your eyes. And, you know, even in an adjustment, I've got mirrors everywhere. So as I'm fixing people, they come in, you know, one shoulder's dipped, one shoulder's rolled in, one hand is coming over, and they come in, breathe in, breathe out. And I do my little tests. I fix maybe a couple of segments. And then we look back in the mirror, shoulders back, down, arms on the other side. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> you've already started unwinding in front of my eyes. Um, it's great. It's great writing down a couple of things because I don't want to forget to ask you these things. Um, okay. I just had a thought and I lost it. So let's move on to the next yeah. one until I remember the last one. Um, I have two gentlemen who come in here with um, PPMS, the rarest form of multiple sclerosis, primary progressive multiple sclerosis. This particular form of MS um from what I understand and what I've learned, it affects the myelin sheath 
or something around the spine. It's usually down lower, um, lower L's, upper S's. And uh, what tends to happen is the message from the brain to get the legs to do the job of coordinating movement or stepping, let's say, any any kind of movement, uh, diminishes over time. Have you ever seen this? I'm just curious if you've ever seen this and there's anything special that you would do to address it to maybe help them. So I haven't personally seen anybody with that particular type of MS. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen some early stage MS. I know that around the world from colleagues that I've spoken to and, you know, the, I, I have to pay credit to the genius who is Jesse Jakowitz, who actually discovered this technique. So he, he obviously, you know, worked with a few other great people, but for him himself, he's the one who's trademarked. This is, this is his. Yeah. And he's worked there's some great videos on youtube where he's worked with people and you can see him real time adjusting someone who has ms and you you see their you know their movement patterns and then you he has does an adjustment and then everything changes so what i would say about the neurological chronic sort of diseases is from a abc perspective we are restoring as much as we can the natural curvature in the spine Mm -hmm. which then helps nerves that may have been stretched. Now, myelin sheaths that are disrupted, obviously, that will affect the transmission of, as you know, transmission of nerve information from brain spinal cord to the muscles or organs, etc. Mm -hmm. But what we're doing is we're taking the stretch off. So if someone is stuck forward, we're, we're restoring as much of the natural curvature as we can. If someone's backwards, we'll obviously change that because as the body's unwinding, it corrects. So when you can align a nerve and take tension off of it, it transmits better. Sure. There's three I bet different it, I bet grades. It does. Um, was it desensitization of a nerve? So there's three different grades. One, obviously, where you can, you know, a completely severed nerve is probably not going to recover. But if something has been stretched to a certain degree, there is a recovery there as long as you keep them aligned. Okay. So, you know, it's like two fingers that you bandage together. If you leave it long enough, the skin actually joins together. So the body's just got that. It's got that ability. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just thinking I, I, I saw this thing about um in China way, way, way back, decades and decades ago, centuries maybe, about um women who wore these feet up uh, shoes that yes. were way too small for their feet and how their toes would grow together. It was just like the foot had no toes anymore because they all grew together. So, okay, you answered that. I mean, I, I'm curious to know about something like we see a lot of frozen shoulder. You, do you see frozen, frozen shoulder? I mean, you must, right? Can I ask, what would you do? I mean, I know you're going to do, everyone's different with frozen shoulder too because it could be completely different set of issues one person to another and it probably is but tell me tell me what you would do with this yeah so so much has changed for me if i think back to studying frozen shoulder and they were like oh there's three grades and it goes through three cycles and you have to wait about you know and it's usually women that are this age and like <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm only I laughing because almost all of mine are men oh really okay <laughs> yeah, they are because I remember learning in the textbook going, it's usually, yeah. anyway. so it's interesting how the more I do ABC, the more 
I don't even trust textbooks much anymore because of the results that we see. I'm like, oh, okay, that completely disproved exactly what was just said there. So a frozen shoulder, again, in, in my head, someone's coming in and presenting with this. So, you know, rotator cuff is off and there's clicking or locking. They can't lift up their arm. They can't brush their teeth. I mean, you know this. So mm -hmm. for me, that is a compensation, chronic compensation. And now it's obviously the body's getting to a point where it can't compensate anymore. So it's, it's literally a crisis time. So I would still do exactly the same process. There are bones that are stuck forward. And there is a reason why your body's twisted that shoulder joint up. So you fix the bones that are stuck forward and you release the meningeal tension, wherever those meningeal scars show up and the shoulder will fix itself. It'll unlock and move again. And again, you know, I, I don't want to, um, we get fantastic results with frozen shoulder and it doesn't take months and months and months. It doesn't take months and months and months. And, you know, range of motion obviously comes back first in a really small way. And then obviously all the inflammation can drop and then muscle, muscle. So again, then it sounds like you're going right for those discs that you find that are vertebra, protruded anterior anteriorly. Really, man. So by working on those discs that were on the, would you say the meninges? The meningeal no. scars or the, the meningeal vertebral, adhesions. Vertebral body. And then the vertebral, the actual anterior vertebra. So the building blocks that are stuck forward, we only fix those and the body will unwind and fix itself. So you said a lot of this is done. I'm sorry, because I have a million thoughts going on, but you're up against a wall. So the therapy, is that largely done on a up against a wall and then maybe on a table or bed. Yeah. So we do, we do. What are you doing up against the wall? Like what happens on the wall? So we are, we will stabilize the vertebra. So imagine, imagine somewhere. Okay. So let's talk about that fold point just underneath like someone's brace or pick. So if you imagine that fold point, so I do my little tests, I figure out, okay, it's maybe T9, something like that, thoracic nine. So up against the wall, what I'm doing is I'm stabilizing below T9. So I've got my hand at the back and I'm, I'm stabilizing on T10. And then Are you the putting like your, your fist up against it. I'm sorry yes, to interrupt behind you. Behind them though. Behind them though, Carl. So they're standing facing me, and I've got my fist here at about T10. Okay. Now I have to get them into the injury position so that I can fix T9. So they will breathe in, breathe out, and fall towards me. As they're falling and they loose, 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 I'm going in this direction to now let T9 fall back and drop back. So we hear a lot of things move. We don't always hear things move because if something is twisted and locked in with meningeal tension, it's not going to make any clicks. But I mean, people are crack addicts these days. They just want to hear all these cracks. <laughs> so I have a lot of crack addicts in my office. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I remember that one. So, okay. I'm getting a picture now. This is really cool. So... If you're going to treat the T9 now, so you're, you're, you're below the T9. Are you yep. always below? You're below. Not the always end. below, not always below. And this is where it gets tricky because everybody's body is so different. So sometimes okay. I'm actually above T9, depending on someone's curve. So if they're kyphotic or lordotic, I've got to think about leverage. I've got to think about the force I'm using. Um, it gets really tricky. And the one thing that you can really bank on with ABC if you find somebody's name on the provider map, if you're looking for someone who's doing advanced biostructural correction, mm -hmm. the people that are on the provider map are keeping up with the current changes because we're always 
progressing. We're always learning more. We're always changing things because we know more. We're getting better results with this. We're getting better results with that. We So you can bet your bottom dollar. If you're looking for someone, check the provider map. You know that those people are up to date with their um, their skills. That's beautiful. That's good to know. Um, I, I've got to go back just for a second. If you have a few more minutes, i got to go back now. So you're, their back is against the wall sort of for their, their and they're facing you. Yes. So your arms or arm is around yes. them. Yes. So let's just use the example that you're below the T9. You're helping to stabilize that because now as you're stabilizing it, kind of pulling in a little bit, no, no, just basically or just stabilizing or just space. providing a stable yes. foundation. Okay. So there you got that. And then they're so coming... nothing below in other words, nothing below T9 will move. That stays stable against got the wall. It. Okay, that makes yeah. okay, that makes total sense. Then now. somebody so, falls and, then... and they've got no effort, they're just falling towards me. And when I feel a certain point and I can see I go on a very specific line. And I push in this direction so that I can stick. So they'll basically end up probably standing quite upright because now I'm going in this direction. And then we move T9 back. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that is, okay. This, so this is something I never heard. Um, I'm, I'm loving this. How does, I'm just curious. I wrote this down too, just now. Like if somebody in my, our business wants to become a practitioner, I mean, what are the prerequisites to become ABC certified? So what's interesting about that is that you don't have to be like, for instance, a qualified sort of chiropractor. Okay. You you would or, or professional, you it would do you well to be obviously familiar with anatomy and physiology, because we work okay. with obviously everything in the body. Um, but for the moment, if you attend an ABC, a basic ABC seminar. And then you, and you're you, two of them. So your second one, you will be assessed. You will be assessed to, okay, can you do this maneuver correctly? So you kind of get an examination. You get mm -hmm. both a, a theory exam and then you get a, um, a physical exam. Mm -hmm. And you're also investing in what we call the CCP, which is basically very, very large amounts of information about how this all works with the unwinding and then mm -hmm. all the references I've given you about the research. So you invest some money in the CCP. It's also online as well. And then from there, if you've passed all those tests and you have insurance, you can go ahead and be ABC. Like liability insurance? Yeah. I'm asking for myself. Yeah. Yeah, look, <laughs> I mean. If you didn't figure that one out. Honestly, <laughs> because you, this, this tool, does this I, when here. I saw what you do and I looked at your page, I was really excited because if this is part of your center, and there are so many ABC practitioners in New York. You could honestly, let me have a look and see if I know anyone specifically, because I'd really like to refer someone that I know okay. um, to you to come in and check out your center or, you know, come and come and give you an adjustment so you can experience it. Oh, but that is, that. that it's not, it's not going to take you that long to be ABC certified. I mean, look, I say that I've been doing it for 10 years and I still feel like I'm a beginner. So there is, there's... Well, that's how I feel after 14 years in the business that I'm in doing <laughs> what I do every day is a school day. I'm, I'm adopting that. <laughs> Thank you for that one. I love it. Um. Okay. I have other questions. Do you have another five, yeah, 10 I've minutes? There's one kind of random question I want to ask here because I had no clue in one of your Instagram reels or some posts. And you, we touched on it very briefly today, but can you tell us about this 
sheath or protective layer or layers that covers is it all of the the spine or the skeleton or what is this sheath you're talking about because that to me that was super fascinating it's almost like well, you know fascia to muscle sort of but but what is protecting our spine what is protecting all that stuff well, I was, I think I was referring in that video to the meningeal, the meninges, which are very fibrous, very thick. Um, they've got obviously a blood supply to the spine, spinal cord, so that it, mm -hmm. it can keep alive. So you've got, you've got quite a fibrous kind of skin of like a, a la layers, and it's got three layers to it. So I was talking about that. And I think in that post, I was talking about how come people come to me. And I do something, you know, they've got they've got a disc, a lumbar disc. So, okay, I've been diagnosed with a hot lumbar disc. I've got neurological signs down my legs. I will do maybe one or two things, maybe a stretch. So one of the meningeal stretches show up and I do that. They're like 50, 60% better before I've even continued. Mm -hmm. And that what I was trying to get around was that when the meningeal tension is very, very tight, if there's a disc that's even slightly poking into that your symptoms can be through the roof so if i go in there and release the meningeal tension you still have the disc issue you still have the disc herniation but because the tension of the meninges is less the symptoms will drop okay okay so that's yeah fascinating and let me ask another question i feel a little weird asking this because i feel like i should know but there, is there fluid because fluid is is there fluid in the meningi uh i'm sorry I'm yeah. unsure about that, actually. Um, I think the reason I ask is there's fluid in so many places. You know, we have um, when I was talking with Perry last week or two weeks ago, we were talking about the lymphatic system, and man, that was just mind-boggling. All the stuff that I learned, we learn about the lymphatic system and what it does for us, and how it can mess us up if it's blocked anywhere, right? So we have fast um, lymphatic fluid flow, blood flow fascial fluid so there has to be other fluid too and so i was just curious about that well remember what the what the meninges is encasing because it's the brain and then it's the spinal cord the cerebral spinal fluid is there yeah so when people puncture the meninges you know they you know they do that spinal puncture to check if there's anything you know any mm -hmm. disease or infection inside the cerebral spinal fluid so they do that mm -hmm. lumbar puncture at the bottom so they're going straight through the meninges to do that okay Pillows. Tom, talk to me about pillows. ABC pillows, or is that what they're called? They can. Yeah, you can call them. I mean, you can. Those are you can buy them online. Um, they're adjustable. They're sort of different layers of pillows. But you know, just to just to frame this, when I'm working with someone, I'm like, look, if you want to get results, it's fifty percent me, fifty percent you. So we're a mm -hmm. team. And the things that you can control is what you sleep on. So pillows, mattresses, and bed frames. What you, what shoes you wear? Nice, yeah. There's my pillow. <laughs> I love that. I so, love what shoes you wear? What you sleep on? And then obviously what you sit on. So your car, where you do work, and where your couch is. Hmm. So if people can make even the smallest of changes. So if anyone's listening now, it's quite a cool little experiment to do. There's two parts to it, really. One is if your feet are flat on the floor and your body's completely relaxed. Mm -hmm. Turn your head to the right as far as you can turn, 
and then turn your head to the left as far as you can turn. Now, some of us are going to obviously feel one side maybe more stuck than the other. We might have a bit of tension, maybe even a bit of pain somewhere. Mm-hmm. So now scrunch up your toes as tight as you can on the ground. So as tight as you can. And now do the same thing. Turn to your right and then turn to your left. Now some people are going to find that their neck moves slightly better in one mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to find maybe it gets worse altogether. But that's just to show you that we want synchronous units. So we can't do one thing on one side that's not going to affect something on the other, especially from a range of motion perspective in what we're speaking about today. So the second part I want you to consider, and this is probably a bit more of a thing to do maybe when the call's finished, is if you're sitting on a chair that's slightly bucketed, it'll be a problem. But if you're sitting on a pretty flat chair, this is probably going to work. So feet flat on the floor, sit right back at the back of the chair, and then if you relax everything first and take a deep breath in, so all the way in, just don't worry about where you're breathing from, stomach or you know chest breathing, just take a deep breath. Okay, so make a note of that. Now, go into your kitchen or your bathroom or something and fetch a towel that you can roll up. So roll up the towel like a sleeping bag and mm-hmm. stick it to the back of your chair, so where your butt bones are. Yeah. But you probably need a bigger one than that, Carl. Because if you look, if you mm-hmm. have a look at this, look okay. how so I'm actually sitting on a seat wedge. Yeah. Okay. Now the wedges are obviously you're busy putting a towel and rolling it up and putting it under your butt, your butt bones. So it's not in the small of your back; it has to be under your butt bones. But as you're sitting, I want you to make sure that your your hips are higher than your knees. So that towel has to be big enough to get your hip your hip bones at the top of so your butt higher than your knees. Not quite there, but I have something here I can do it with. I'll do it in a while. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Now yeah. relax and now breathe. So even if you take a breath now, you'll notice that it might be easier to breathe. It might be a bigger breath. It might be a longer breath. When you breathe out, you won't collapse as much. So that's a I have really an idea. quick little thing. Breath. Are you there? Can you yeah. do me a huge favor and bring me over one of those ab mat, you know, sit-up things? Yeah, they're black and red. Get rid of the tall. Is it kind of a wedge? <laughs> it's amazing the difference you'll feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is cool. Um, so sitting great. pillows. Sorry, you spoke about pillows. Pillows are adjustable layer pillows. About one of these. I'll try this. Okay, now okay, so my hips are sure higher than my knees. Your butt is higher than your knees. Okay, get mm-hmm. comfortable and now take a breath. Well, already you can see your posture's changed completely. Your shoulders. Oh are wow! Back. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even believe yeah. how much deeper yeah. I can breathe. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a history of lung problems, although they're okay. much better than they used to be. But deep breathing um, is real important for me. Well, probably everybody, but yeah, it's helped, it's helped me a lot. Wow! You know what? This should be a no-brainer, but I never thought of it. So thank you for this. This is a gem. But on that chair, that looks like quite a fancy one. Can you tilt the base this way, Carl? I cannot. You mean okay. forward? Yes. No, I can't do that. Okay. No. All right. Also, with office chairs, you don't really want to make them swinging so that you can lean back on them because you're going to be you're going to be basically <laughs> all day. You're going to be swinging on your L5 there, which will be a problem. So you want to be as stable as you can with the chair that doesn't move around. Yeah, I'm going to do all my interviews sitting on this thing now. Nice. <laughs> You'll see your energy levels will be completely different. 
because yeah. you're breathing differently and then you're breathing with less efforts now you've got more effort to, you know more energy to focus and you know think about things <laughs> well you know so that brings me to a thought here and so i got to go off on just a little tangent for a moment but if we think about this the the body is being a a, a one like like Dr. Perry said, I'm sorry I keep referring back to him, but I'm going to introduce the two of you yeah, in an email. You have to know each other. Okay. Absolutely. He, he's Cairo by trade. He okay. doesn't Cairo anymore. He does everything okay. except Cairo pretty much. Okay. So he's one of the forward thinkers out there. In fact, he wrote the forward for my first book I did. And, um, and that doesn't matter. It's just that, I mean, it does to me, but it doesn't, relative to what we're talking about now, he said too, also two weeks ago, the same thing that all of you brilliant people like yourself say is that that we know the body is a set of systems. The body doesn't, the body itself doesn't say, oh, this is my vascular system. This is my skeletal. This is my muscular. This is my lymphatic. This is my whatever. No, this is my body and it's all one because everything, and we, I've been teaching this for years, <clears throat> everything is connected to everything else. And if one system isn't functioning optimally, then by default, all of the other systems are brought down. Even if it's almost immeasurable, there's a little diminished, right? And so over time, more dysfunction, more dysfunction, a little at a time, little at a time, little, 30, 40 years later, you could really be in some rough shape. So with that said, that's just one segment. The next thing is we think about what, what do we need for this body? oxygen is the healing power from my understanding please correct me if i'm wrong if you know i'm wrong cancer doesn't survive in an oxygenated environment but it thrives where there's no oxygen we know that oxygen heals well we need to be able to breathe deep enough we need we need we need um you know when we use different therapies here to bring blood flow to certain areas of the body yeah Maybe it's a uh, pain. Maybe we put them on the, we have the top end power plate here. We love it. Mm -hmm. You come in with neuropathy or rheumatoid arthritis in your feet and you get circulation going by vibrating, stimulating it. Bingo. Pain, not necessarily gone. Although in some cases it's gone, might be temporary, might be for a week or two or three, might need to be a regular treatment. But oxygen is like, obviously it's a no brainer. We need that. But I'm thinking about what you do. I'm thinking about these vertebrae, the anterior vertebrae, how it can mess us up, how we can twist and twist ourselves down into a situation or a posture where we can't breathe as deep. It just seems like it could be a, a recipe for disaster, not only just pain and dysfunction of muscular and skeletal and all that, but maybe even disease. I don't know, you know? Well, this is... Jesse has said, he's like, these anterior bones are the cause of all disease. So if wow. you can fix them, get them fixed in your body. I mean, because, no you know, like you were saying with the lymphatics, when when a body is twisted, it's affecting the lymphatics, it's affecting the vascular system, it's affecting the neurological system, it's affecting the muscular system, it's affecting the organs, so it'll be digestive system, it'll be affecting, you know, if it's the... If it's meningeal, if someone's under a lot of meningeal tension, it will affect your hormones because it's a distribution. It's 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 structure equals function on such a global scale that 
for me, you know, and what I do and what I love, this this is where the foundation is. You get your posture right, and a lot of things can change. I've got to add one more thing. It's kind of uh, out there a little bit, but it's a true story. I won't say who. But what? Well, let me ask you this. So I can imagine that this can affect your ability to go to the bathroom, like constipation yes. might come, yes. right? Okay. Yes. So with that said, a very, 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 very close family member who passed away from constipation. Really? And wow. yes, constipation. And, and, and this is a horrible, horrible thing, but you know, because of this, his, his state where he was uh physically and all that no intervention could be done without him dying from that so i mean if you think about a backup i know it sounds disgusting but this is actually real life stuff i mean this is yeah this is the real world we're in right and um that's not going to do you any good if you can't go to the bathroom and you know have a bowel moving because the toxins are going to get just your body takes them in and then they take over at some point and you're done so I'm making a very, very drastic, extreme connection here, mm-hmm. but it's actually relevant because mm-hmm. those things do happen. They are not common, but they happen. So posture, posture. Oh, I got to work on my posture. Yeah. Hook yeah. me up. Will you hook me up? Cause will, I've got to check will. this well, out honestly, and then I'm going to go to school for it. You know, there's, there's not much actually more to say because the proof is in the pudding. When you experience it yourself, yeah, there'll yeah. be you'll there'll be no words. But it's um yeah, there's there's definitely things though that people can do at home that could prevent their problem from getting worse. Sure. And that is where the seat wedge, so sitting with your bum higher than your knees as a principle. So any theater, any movie, any restaurant, any taxi that I'm in, I'm always focusing on, okay, can I put something under my bum to make sure my hips are higher than my knees? Cause I want to protect myself. Yeah. Sadly. And I have to mention this, a lot of the mainstream exercises that people will do in the long term is actually making people's postures worse. So things like yoga and Pilates. Mm. Now it's not all mm. of it. It's just specific parts. And you know, I can p- speak from experience because I've obviously, as I said, been doing ABC for 10 years. So I've probably been like a really strict with my own body, maybe for about eight of those years where mm-hmm. I knew more about what to do with my training and what shoes to wear and how to sit and things like that. So I went and had a Pilates session with a local person down the road and we decided to just go ahead and do the mainstream Pilates flow. Okay, great. I'm going to do it. I had a great time. My body was activated. My muscles felt good. After the session for myself, I was slightly dizzy. I was floaty. I couldn't take a deep breath. Uh, My knee was sore. Um, For that week afterwards, my jaw was out of place. I kept biting my cheek. And then, and then my hip was sore and I was like, oh my gosh. So it made me realize that actually how important it is for me to mention this. There's great things in yoga and Pilates, but there's also things if you leave them out, you will prevent problems in your life and injuries from happening, 100%. Okay. I've got uh-huh. a, a yoga, I've got a, I sat down, I love yoga. It's got a good, good, um, mm-hmm. you know, 
stress release and you know your body's moving and you're breathing and I love it so I sat down with a whole bunch of really experienced yogis it was about 30 of them and we came up with a yoga flow that is safe for your spine from an ABC okay. perspective so it doesn't oh, wow. create these bones that are stuck forward so I have that on my website so it is a product oh. of ours it's called ABC yoga or spine friendly yoga it isn't a a product of ABC International. I call mm -hmm. it that because then I can send my clients there and say, there it is. But it's actually just a spine-friendly yoga that I've come up with. And okay. something basic that maybe you could keep in mind or I'd, I'd really like you to consider in your work is any exercises that are creating hyperflexion hyper or mm -hmm. hyperextension of the spine. So hyperflexion or hyperextension, those are the ones that we leave out. Okay. So it's things like roll downs or hip thrusts. It's things like crunches and sit-ups. Mm -hmm. It's things like putting a bar on the back of your head to do squats, um, doing deadlifts. Deadlifts, you know, they roll you forward quite a bit. So those are the things that if I was going to prevent problems and worsening my posture over time, those are the things I'd stay away from. Okay. Yeah. I, well, that's why I have you here is to learn. And, um, I've learned so much today. Can't thank you enough for your time. Um, I, I am going to say one other thing, but I'm just going to qualify it by saying, first of all, I don't know that much about Pilata and yoga, Pilates and yoga. I almost made up a new one, Pilaga, Pilata and yoga. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Pilaga. Uh, what do you know? Pilaga. Pilaga, okay. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, anyways, Pilates and yoga. Uh, what I can say, though, is this. Um, see, there are people who argue with me on this, but you don't argue with me on it because I'm saying that I don't know that much. So I don't know that much. But what I will say is in my experience for many, many years, I see people in those classes experiencing all kinds of problems and pain and, and, and they're looking to get strong and they're looking to burn fat and they're looking to change their body composition and, I could be totally wrong, but I don't think it usually happens like that, especially if you're having pain, you're having problems as a result, and you keep going back thinking you'll make it better. Yes, I know for sure there are a lot of great things in both, but be careful and make sure you go to somebody who knows what they're doing because you can really screw yourself up in those, you know. I see more, as a friend of mine in New York City says, he sees more as, as many injuries from yoga as he does from CrossFit. Absolutely, 100% yeah. right. I, with those yogis that I worked with, there was about, as I said, 20 or 30 of them in the room that we did this flow with. A lot of them were very experienced. So they were like 20 years, 30 years, of like 20 years maybe of yoga. So when they did this flow, we asked them what they felt about it. Like, would they teach it? Would they be happy to, you know, have classes with it? And all of them have said that as they've gotten older, they can't do the same poses of what they did when they were 10 years younger. And I was like, well, if yoga was going to be such an answer to your longevity and your flexibility, why are the yogis that are doing maybe three, four, five classes a week, why are they not maintaining or even getting better with their flexibility, their strength and their posture? They're all getting worse. Thank you. Yeah. So it made yeah. me think and I was like, ah, so you guys have answered the question for yourselves. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, Carl, one more point, please. Yes, please. please. Yep. Again, to consider, again, with your clients, 
no memory foam mattresses. Do not sleep on a memory foam mattress at all costs. I would, if I go Thank anywhere you. and there's a memory foam mattress, I sleep on the floor. I can't, I just, it would yeah. make people I don't know anything more. about them other than I, I just can't imagine they're good and I would never recommend one and I don't have one and I'll never have one. If coming from you, that means a lot though. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, well, even with the client, like for you, with someone Alzheimer's, MS, MS, dementia, if you're creating more kyphosis and more twist on the neurological system, that's just more like, yeah, something more they have to deal with. So definitely no memory foam mattress. That's my, Thank my you. main takeaway. <laughs> well, um, before we sign off, I want to ask, where can people find you? Okay, they want to contact you. They want to... Um interview you they want to have an appointment with you where do they find you so we obviously the website so spirohealth.co.uk um so that no is it yeah i mean we run the website so spirohealth.com okay yeah, and i'll have it in a uh, description and a link in the description below and yes. all the platforms yes, link in the description. we also yep. so for people that we're far away from i'm we have virtual calls. So I have video yeah. calls with people. I have, um, you can book those online. Oh, I yeah. have, those are complimentary. So it's just like a catch up, a chat. You can ask me questions. And I also have at work, we, I'm in London, the UK, obviously in mm -hmm. a, a town called Putney. One of my favorite so cities. Pardon? One of my favorite cities. I love London so much. Yeah, it is a great city. It is a great city. So and, you're uh, are you north, south, east, or west of London where you are? South like, west. Southwest. Southwest. Southeast. Are you near the airport, sort of? Like, no, um, no. So we we are very close to London town. So we're like two stops away from Waterloo, which is the center center. Oh, center, I know exactly. Okay. Center. I remember yeah. on the tube. Yes. <laughs> I remember yeah. the stop on the tube. Yeah. Yeah. I love how they call it the tube. I know. You know another thing. This is totally random. So my first trip there years ago, it's like seven, eight years ago. I'm going down in the tube for the first time at a big station. I don't know where, somewhere central. And it's like 5 p.m., 5.30, whatever. Tons of people out there. And I walked, I, I come down the, the escalator really long, long way down. And people are standing in line, lined up for the doors for the tube. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Are you, What's wrong with this picture? Because in New York City or any other city here, there's, it's massive. You know, you just shove your way through. <laughs> and so people were dressed better. I noticed that a lot of the men, uh, young gentlemen were dressed in like nice clothes, maybe a jacket, maybe a suit and tie and looked good. Haircuts nice. And they weren't walking around like I was with sweatpants and a T-shirt on, you know, then I felt like, well, I need to dress up. This is a classy place. But what I really thought was cool is the respect people have for each other in the tube. Seriously, folks, it's, it's really cool. British people love to queue. British yep. people love to queue. <laughs> they really love queuing for everything. Yeah, You don't see that in New York. It'll never happen. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> have you ever been to New York? No, I haven't. Oh, you gotta come to New York City. Yeah, I mean, I'm four hours away. It's like I don't know how many kilometers, but 200 miles. So okay. four hour drive, one hour flight. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool city to see at least once in your life. So we know we can. We're your website, and um, yes, and then there's um on Instagram. I'm I'm very active on Instagram. Yes, you are actually. Is... Yeah, thank you. Yeah. 
there's there's a score there's a in my bio there's a, a short postural health quiz so if you're okay. wondering if okay you know is this something i could benefit from go and do the quiz it's just i think it's about 18 questions just yes no answers so once you get that you'll get some results um explained uh so that's a good way to figure out if it's something that can help you postureofhealth.score app okay yeah, I'm just looking at it right here. Do you need to fix your posture? Yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah, by the way, uh, folks, her Instagram channel is really, really good. And that's where I've stalked you mostly is Instagram. In fact, I have it so that whenever you post, I get a notification because I want to keep up oh, on things. Oh, cool. Yeah, because this way I keep learning. And, cool. um, you know, it's one of the most educational channels that that I follow out there. It's yours. And I love it. So oh, thank you, Paul. Well, any words of wisdom before we sign off? Any uh, final words of wisdom for the, the listeners out there, the watchers? Because takeaway message, fix your posture, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that'll, that'll be a, a given, hopefully. Hopefully I've got that across today, yep. fix your mm -hmm. posture. But for me, I think something that I follow in my life, which involves everything, the small things are the big things. Can I take that one too? Every day is a school day. The small things. I'll give you credit for everything, but. Small things are the big things. And then crack addicts. That's always cracks me up. Um, <laughs> the small but you know, things. Yeah, the small things are the big things. Because even with posture, if you just change your pillow height, your whole life could change. If you just change the shoes you wear, if you just sat slightly differently in your office chair, changes your life, changes your breath, changes everything. Love it. Fantastic. Well, Natalie, thanks so much again for joining me. It's really great to meet you. Um, you have so much to share. We, we're going to have to do it again sometime down the road, not too long from now, and dig a little deeper. Well, let's do it when you've had an adjustment so you can... you can. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's we'll do that for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you don't mind, just hang on for me. Uh, after I say goodbye to everybody, okay, just hang brilliant. on for one second. So viewers, okay. listeners, um, thanks so much for watching. Um, the best way to support this channel is to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. Follow, subscribe. And if you like it enough, maybe even share it with a friend. Because we are looking to reach the world and make some changes. One interview, one educational moment, one uh one phrase away, like the small things are the big things. Every day is a school day. All those things, these things add up and they can make a huge difference for somebody. And that's what we're here for is to help humanity. So hit subscribe, hit follow, share. And Natalie, thank you. Viewers, listeners, thank, thank you. So you. Hope you all have a great day. Take care.